0: Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started.
1: So there's a reason why I started Blow Origins, and that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting.
2: It brings awareness to to non-hunters
0: that it's it's more than just killing animals.
2: How do I start it? Brittany My name my, my, my. <laughs> Does my hair look okay? It's
1: fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. <laughs> Rexon you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. You may recognize Jonathan West if you've been following Blood Origins for some time. Jonathan West was a non-hunter that became a hunter under Blood Origins. We filmed his Blood Origins episode and his journey essentially from non-hunter to hunter. Jonathan West is an African-American from the suburbs of Nashville, Tennessee. And as such, becoming a hunter was a big deal. Becoming a hunter to Jonathan was something that was almost life-changing character changing Jonathan West is a proud member of the blood origins family and his insight about who he is because of hunting is so incredibly valuable brother man you've killed anything lately are you turkey hunting right now
2: no i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i probably
0: should be though but i i I don't know man is wild turkey good i haven't had it
1: wild turkey is amazing okay you take the breast you you like you slice it thin you smash it even thinner to make like a milanese veal like a veal thin you know take a bit of chex Mex and rice mix and grind it up in the in the blender and egg flour Chex Mech, Bright mac, Quick Sear, sh- sh- lemon juice. Mm. Is that it? L- ridiculous.
0: Everybody that I've talked to says that it's really chewy. Is that the no, case? Okay. That's people that
1: don't know. Okay. It's just like Whitetail, right? Okay, yeah. People say Whitetail sucks.
0: Yeah, well, it's not. You just got to know how to cook it. <laughs> just got to
1: know how to cook it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm getting better at introducing people, and I've remembered now to introduce you. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, my name is Jonathan West. I am a, a new hunter in the scene. Uh, I'm not a seasoned vet like a lot of the folks that I hang around. I've started hunting uh, probably when I was I'm 28 now, so I guess 25, 26. Uh, but I never actually killed anything until I went with Robbie Kroger uh, right here. Who's that guy? Uh, <laughs> I don't know some jerk I don't know uh, he took me on a he took me on a trip and and it's it life's not been the same since man I got the bug and uh, we're planning out uh, we're setting out feeders and, and we're getting ready for this upcoming season
1: So le- let's dive in then quick you know not just quickly because that's what I like to do you mm-hmm. say life has been shifted and altered because of it has mm-hmm. it really is that I- an honest reflection
2: That's an
0: honest reflection. Uh, So and this is what I tell people like and I said this on the documentary. um, Mm. Something spiritual goes on whenever you actually secure your own food. And especially as a man uh, to be able to because a lot of guys misunderstand me when I say this, that I think it's good for men to go hunting. A lot of guys will say Uh, You're just barbaric, right? You're just trying to beat on your chest Mm -hmm. and it's the alpha Mm -hmm. thing or whatever the thing is. And maybe there's an element to that. But what it has been for me, Robbie, is to be able to know that I can go out into the world and be able to bring back sustenance for my family. Like that's something that modern society just hasn't been able to really do in a meaningful way. Uh, because everything's easy you go down to the grocery store you can even get stuff delivered to you now so it's like there's no there's no sweat to anything that we do and so yeah like when i say that it really has like my mindset is different in life because i take that mindset in everything that i do it's like I killed a whitetail, you know what I mean? Like, I can deal with taking crap from my boss today. It's like, I killed a whitetail. I can deal with, you know, somebody giving me a hard time on the interstate because I know what I'm capable of. And I'm capable of, you know, hunting an animal, putting it down, dragging it back into a pickup truck, and then cooking it for my wife.
1: Do you think that that has changed, do you think from a masculinity perspective, Mm -hmm. that has elevated you in some way Mm -hmm. has it changed you like you know i guess you know to me i don't know man you know i just grew up in the outdoors i never hunted in south africa but it was Mm -hmm. just like we were in the field in the bush learning survival skills Mm -hmm. you know that's just we didn't hunt but we had all this other stuff and and you i'm assuming you didn't have that kind of childhood being raised right you were raised in this in the suburbs in the city right
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, raised in the suburbs, Uh, and, and it was away from like the city city of Nashville. So I grew up in Antioch, Tennessee, which is about 20 minutes 25 minutes south of the actual city. And we lived, it's interesting. So we lived um, in a newly developed subdivision. So it was, it was farm land, but it had been subdivided up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had this creek and I was always drawn to that creek, man. In the summer, we'd go down there and we'd catch frogs and whatever. And it was, it was just enough of that nature where I always, always felt some degree connected but i knew that there was something more that i wanted to get into with it and again it's it, it sounds hokey it sounds you know woo woo but it's really not there, there was just you understand that you know this thing that you're involved with like earth i like guess it's, it's it's an umbilical cord man you're you're always attached to it and and you can try to get away from it with you know central heating and air conditioning but at the end of the day you got to eat and so yep. um as you said you say it elevated me Um, it, it, it really
2: did. I mean, it really, um, can I say this? It made me recognize
0: my value. And I know that sounds probably a little bit too dense for the audience, but.
1: But value to your, I'll I'll expand the value to you, obviously yourself internally, like this is me now, Mm -hmm. right. And maybe in a little bit of a macho sense, like, shit, I can do this, right? Like, mm-hmm. holy smokes, I can do this. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. also value, whether it's seen in her eyes or not, mm-hmm. value from you to your wife saying, okay, I can be that provider. And, yeah. you know, people say, well, you know, today's society, the men doesn't have to be the, the provider of the, the, the tribe any longer. Yeah. Sure. There's still something there, right? There's still something like that that that's buried in your DNA. As you say, as a kid, you just couldn't put your finger on it. It's, 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 it's
0: spiritual and it's biological. You know what I mean? Like, there's we can progress as far as we can, but we're always going to need food. You know what I'm saying? We can progress as far as we can and have, you know, um, women and men essentially the same and egalitarian society. But my wife still was like, yo, I think it'd be really cool if you put some antlers on my wall. <laughs> I think it'd be really cool if you, yeah, just like what you got in the background, man. I think it'd be really cool if you secured some meat. And and I'm telling you, man, coming back and cooking that, and then for her to go, mm, I mean, it just, it just, it, it flew just does all
1: Something, up. right? Oh,
0: my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And so, like, like we, I mean, again, as you've said, we've progressed. Life is different now. Um, there, there's really no need for a man, per se, to, mm-hmm. to for the tribe but our biology hasn't caught up perhaps with modern advances our biology is still uh has some primal and animal instincts in it and i don't think we're ever going to be able to shake that Mm
1: -hmm. do you catch yourself driving down a highway now when you see a field (laughs) what do you do
2: I see a field and I'm looking.
0: I'm always looking. And it's funny right now, there's a ton of them uh, grazing. uh, Mm. And I see see them all the time now. And I'm like...
1: Oh, wow. That's that's an important thing, right? Because that's an interesting observation. Because uh, what law is that? Do you know what law that is? Um, Is it Occam's razor? It's Occam's razor, in which when you aren't purposely looking for a red car... Yes. And then you notice a red car, all of a sudden you start noticing a lot of red cars. Yes. Same thing with, <laughs> di- with deer hunting. Once you become a hunter, mm-hmm. and I don't think this is an Occam's Raisin thing, I think this is a, a pure instinct thing. Yes. That once you l- figure out what a hunter is supposed to be doing mm-hmm. in the landscape, mm-hmm. whether you're traveling by foot or by vehicle, mm-hmm. when you see a field, you automatically scan that field to see what's in it. How can I hunt it?
2: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's always there now. I mean, every time I look at a landscape, I'm trying to see if I see some brown, I'm trying to see if I see some white that's out there. And I, I see it all, like I said, I see it. When I say I see deer all the time, I see them. I mean, it's, it's gotta be, I see at least three or four in a week. And I'm just driving on the interstate. I'm not in the woods. I'm just on the interstate looking at pasture. Um, I shouldn't be looking at Patrick, probably should be looking at the road, but uh, every now and then I'll take a <laughs>
1: <laughs> So let's go back to, so we were fortunate enough at Blood Origins to, to, uh, take you hunting mm-hmm. and to introduce you to this thing, this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, you were able to take your first deer with us. We filmed it. there's an episode, there's a journey about Jonathan's story. If you want to go check it out, it's on YouTube um and it's a phenomenal phenomenal piece um but there's no you know there's no way that we can get around the fact that you are an african american of course okay and taking you hunting in mississippi you know <laughs> that was it was almost like everything we were doing everything we everything we did was was a con, a huge contradiction yes <laughs> and it's almost like yeah, you hate to say it, but it's like, well, why, mm-hmm. you know, why was there this contradiction? I understand the whole Mississippi thing, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, even you in your episode said, that wasn't something we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That wasn't something that I was raised to do sort mm-hmm. of. And, and I think I, if I remember what you said, exactly, you said, you know, being black in the suburbs, hunting just wasn't a part of what we did.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Why is that? Mm-hmm. And I know I'm I'm chasing you down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm just, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Is it because, dare I say it, is it because of not having the opportunities?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Or is it just because that's just not something we did?
2: Yeah. I think it's a little bit,
0: so realistic for me, realistically, I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, I didn't really have the opportunity um, just because that's not again that wasn't a part of my family in terms of my mom and my dad again my like I talked your about
1: grandfather that.
0: grandfather's yes that's something that they did and they I mean that was um, that was how you got extra meat for the house I mean that's just that's what you did right and so it was it was a part of life back then but you know I think somewhere between that generation and my dad's generation and then mine I think it was something that was kind of lost uh, because you know, all the different societal stuff, right? Pa- you know, parents get a little bit more money than the grandparents did. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they have a little bit less time, but they got a little bit more money. And so why go out and spend this time doing this thing when we could just go buy it with our money? Mm-hmm. And I don't think they meant it malicious by any means. I just think it was sign of the times really. Sure, sure. So, yeah, I, I think that that's-, that's one angle uh in terms of not having the opportunity and it's not something that we did. But I met, I went to a Church of Christ school uh, here in town. And so there were, I was, I was one of seven graduating Blacks in this school. Okay. Very, very minority, minority <laughs> group. And so a lot of those kids uh, grew up on, you know, back roads. A lot of those kids had pickup trucks. And, and so all I, those
1: I, kids probably hunted too.
0: They all hunted. That, 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 that's what I'm trying to get at. All of those guys hunted. And they, you know, that, that was lifestyle for them. You know, they, they miss a day of school, the opening day for deer. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. And I had, I had been asked one time if I wanted to go, and this is, maybe this is, I guess it's considered hunting. They wanted to ask me if I could go gigging with them, which is, you know, you do the yeah, frog. frog gigging. But it's yeah, not frog.
1: truly, you could call it <laughs> hunting, but it's not, you know, taking a rifle and doing what we did.
0: Exactly. Not at all. And, but, but that was my first exposure to it. And I actually was like... No, I don't really want to do that. And I have to ask myself this question. Why now that I'm a little bit older, it's like, why didn't I want to do that? And I think it was because, again, being a sm- being a part of that small minority, there was a stark contrast. Like I was very conscious of my skin color, not because necessarily anybody made me feel bad about it or whatever, but it was there was a very clear distinction. Mm-hmm. We, we are here right? This is mm-hmm. my tribe. This is what we do. This is what we're about. And that is over there. That's what yeah. you guys do. You got your trucks. You got your whole deal. We listen to different music. We do different things, right? And in contrast, from a faith perspective, these folks were Church of Christ. I was Baptist. And so Baptists like to play instruments. Church of Christ don't like to play instruments. Sure, and so there's sure. even this faith divide within a Christian school. Um, and so it, it was. it was a very You know in high school is weird because it's all hive mind stuff anyway right everybody's Mm -hmm, trying to mm -hmm. in certain pecking orders or whatever and and so yeah man like i think being presented with that opportunity going back i probably would take it because i as i told you in the beginning i've always been attracted to that sort of thing Mm -hmm. but if i was going to stay a part of this group part of this in group part of the the black kids team Mm -hmm. or whatever I mean i couldn't be over there
1: yeah 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 you know what i mean so well that makes sense then you know i was in in the back of my brain it's rattling around like why didn't you ever get invited to go hunting Mm -hmm. um but obviously you know i'm 42 now and i vaguely remember how terrible high school was it was was just terrible man you know (laughs) so i get it i get it why they didn't um you would hope that society today um would be a little different um mm-hmm. you would hope mm-hmm. but um
2: yeah no i, I mean the, the reality is is that
0: you know and, and some man my mom talk about it. i mean just you, you gotta always know you're you're a black man in the south right and uh, you can the, now here's the thing and here's the thing where i think a lot of people get mixed up when i say that um looking at that back then i saw it as okay i'm a black man in the south so i got to be extra careful i got to make sure i'm very ingratiating i got to make sure that nobody thinks i'm a threat i got to make sure that everybody's likes me and 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 Mm -hmm. whatever the thing is um but now as a man and having gone out there and hunted i can tell you this i actually don't care if you feel threatened by me or if you are pleased with me i'm unbothered either way and the reason why I'm unbothered either way is because I know again what I was able to do out there, so I don't need validation either either by you being scared of me or you being uh, uh, pleased with my presence. I don't mm-hmm. need your validation or your approval, period, because I know what I'm able to do. I know what I'm able to accomplish and provide for my family. Mm-hmm. So I don't play a lot of games in regards to you know. Um, you know, a lot of people call this, they call it respectability politics, which is whatever. But um I don't play a lot of games in trying to make people feel comfortable with my presence. You know, my presence is felt, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a respect thing. You know, I'll respect sure. you, you respect me, and, and, and sure. that's fine. But I'm not going to bend over backwards to make you like me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is what that moment that I was with you guys, like, I think that was another building block towards that mindset. Is I'm not going out of my way to people, please, because I just, I, I killed a deer. I brought it home to my wife and she, <laughs> she enjoyed the flavor. Like, I, I don't need you to like me. I like me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so I'm
2: not worried
1: about it. It's amazing what, it's amazing what hunting does for people's characters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm almost jealous of you because my biggest <laughs> character flaw is that I worry about what people think about me. Mm-hmm all the time every single day take Mm -hmm. it to the bank Mm -hmm. there's a hundred people 98 people love me two people hate me i am anxiety ridden about the two Mm -hmm. that's just who i am it's just it's just a part of me and when you build in like blood Mm -hmm. origins it's almost like you know because now we're in this this gray world where we're trying to like please everyone and please different people, and everyone has a bunch of different opinions, and uh, you have to placate everyone, and I enjoy it, but it wears on me because it's just I wish I had more of a okay, that's it kind of you know attitude, and that's who I am, and if you don't like it. I'm fine. with oh.
0: that. <laughs> I'll I, I tell you this, man, I've not always been that way. And that's what I was trying to get at before. Sure. That, that was the you always need to make sure, again, you're aware that you're a black man, right? You need to be a guy that, you know, people enjoy to be around and and, on and on. I don't think my mom meant it necessarily as that. But I took it as that because in order to survive in that kind of environment, you need my mindset was you need to be ingratiating or whatever. Mm. And so um, i I've not always been the way that I am now, but i think again your hunting uh my hunting experience with you guys um life experiences that i've been through everything i've been through the ups and the downs uh, losing you know uh, my father in law uh, when me and leah first got married i mean i've, I've just i've been through a lot of a lot of things and um you know anything anybody says is just it's just silly like i'm i'm almost like you know, people say, yes, yeah, they say, Jonathan, you're, you know, one. All right. So, quick context I do a podcast called Being Husband, and we talk a lot about, and, I, and I'm a i'm a faith guy, I'm a Christian. And so, we talk a lot about a biblical masculinity, leading our households, things of that nature. And so, from time to time, you'll get, you know, kind of a radical male feminist, and he'll come and he'll say something like, you know, you're a misogynist, you hate women. And, and then I'll have a, you know, I'll show a picture of my wife smiling next to me. It's like, that really, and really look like that, so I don't really, I don't know that that sticks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but but, uh, but anything that that guy says, it, it doesn't stick because not only is she smiling, but like um, I know who I am, and so what you're saying is just it's it's not true. It's based on your experience and your perception of how you view things and life experiences that you've been through and that's okay that's fine you're welcome to have that but that doesn't mean that i have to accept that as as, as true mm-hmm. and the reality is, is that it's not because you don't know me you think you know me because you read a few posts or you saw a picture or whatever and so you think you understand who i am and everything i've been through but Instagram is like hieroglyphs on a cave, man. I mean, it's all cave symbols. There's no, you can't get all the nuance in the cave symbols and in one post, you just can't. And so the best you can do is try to interpret it. And a lot of times you're gonna miss, you're gonna think the cave symbols mean this one thing, but you don't have the depth of perception to understand everything that went into that drawing.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, you're much wiser than I am, Jonathan.
2: Maybe I appreciate with, that. That's wise. With, You're a wise
1: guy. Oh <laughs> man, it's just you know I'm I'm a big proponent of making people think, mm-hmm. and I hope that people in this podcast already are thinking, mm-hmm. and thinking about why they hunt, thinking about people that hunt, thinking about how hunting changes people, changes their character, changes, you know, their ability to value themselves. We we you know we feature veterans, veterans, and how mental health. Is improved Mm. because these guys can now escape into the woods and and essentially you know a lot of them say and i don't think we ever publish it but you know chasing shooting and hunting four-legged things is a lot easier than two-legged things and that's something that they have to get over because you know the last time they've flung a bullet at something it it wasn't four-legged and so you know we get to experience a lot of different things that hunting brings Mm -hmm. and that's something that everyone glosses over Uh, you know the industry is built around you know one element of the hunt which is the finality of it Mm -hmm. and there's so much like you know we we haven't we haven't mentioned anything about the finality of your exercise but rather the things that you took away from Mm -hmm. that activity Mm -hmm. and the things that you are embedding in your daily life today Mm -hmm. and the things that you will do this for. And you have a, is it a son on the way? Yes. Daughter?
2: Yeah, it's a son. So
1: you have a son on the way. And now you have a, a greater responsibility because now your grandfather that was in that picture whose blood is running in your veins, mm-hmm. his blood is going to be running in your son's veins, mm-hmm. will now get to experience this this thing, this thing that you have now embedded in you mm-hmm. that will generate him to be the best version of himself that he wants to be.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, one day he may not want to hunt. Of course, yeah. Okay. But the fact that you do,
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm
1: gives him the opportunity that you never had bingo
2: bingo full
0: circle full circle and and i think to your point yeah he he may not want to do it but i'm definitely going to provide him the opportunity because i know what it meant meant to me and i know what it does to a person to a to a person's mind to a man's mind to go out and do that and so yeah um i'm gonna have him out there (laughs) <laughs> I'm definitely. He's definitely gonna be out there for sure. And Leah, it's funny. Uh, she said, um, "And this is uh, my wife loves me, man." Uh, she said, "So when Easton, that's his name. We're gonna name him Easton." Oh, Green, cool. Uh, yeah. Um,
1: e a s t o n.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know that there's an arrow company called Easton, right? Oh wow! Well, there it is. <laughs> Easton <laughs> Bow Hunting out of and there's a company called Easton Bow Hunting out of Wyoming. Oh, there it is. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) And you had no idea.
0: I had no clue. Literally no clue. That's perfect. That's God's plan. Um, She said, what'd she say? She said, so when he gets old enough um, to go out with you and and hunt, does that mean that we're going to get two deer?
2: (laughs) I said, I sure hope so. That's the goal.
1: Yeah. You know know what's going to happen? Like I've told my wife and my wife is, she'll never she'll never do this what i'm about to tell you because she's the kind of lady that uh, enjoys her her personal time and enjoys time by herself mm-hmm. but um you know once my two boys are old enough and they're old enough now to go with me and we take the dog with me mm-hmm. she'll be a hunting widow she'll be by herself <laughs> kids are gone dog is gone <laughs> and so, Leah, watch out, because that may happen to her, too. And she may decide, okay, hold on, Jonathan, step aside. Yeah. It's time for me to pull the trigger.
0: That's it. And I'm going to let her do it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get her into it. We're going to see.
1: <laughs> well, she doesn't have to. That's the thing. You know, that's the, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, she can come along, and if she loves it, mm-hmm. well, then that brings another dimension to it.
2: Mm-hmm. That
1: brings another dimension to your relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just like your son. She doesn't like it. She doesn't want to do it. Hey, completely good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's the, let me ask this question yeah. because this conversation is so iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. Our our podcasts tend to be much shorter than most people's podcasts,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but what's, let me ask this. How are you going to pay it for Jonathan?
2: Mm-hmm. We,
1: we gave you This thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you never knew you missed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now, what? Now, you know, you've got this obligation, Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know,
1: and know that we're there 100% behind you. Mm -hmm. You know, who's the next person you're going to introduce? Who's the person that we can help you with in that introduction? Introduce.
0: Well, you know what? um,
1: You, by the way, do have a, a. a job on your hands you know that right
0: yeah i believe it i believe it so look i got a lot of people that i'd love to introduce obviously i'm going to do my son i think that goes without saying but beyond that i've got two of my buddies um that are uh nigerian and they're good friends of mine and they say jonathan we got to get out there with you sometime we got to make it happen and so i said that'd be that'd be fantastic and and let me tell you this um so when i told them that i won that trip to south africa they were like
1: hold on let's time out let's uh Mm -hmm. let's let's hold that post go ahead go ahead because we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see explain why that happened
0: okay um you want me to go ahead with the story Mm
2: -hmm.
0: okay so when i told them that i was going to south africa they were like how full circle is it that you a western black american are going back to the motherland as we call it the motherland to hunt and then give that food to people in that community to that tribe how full circle is that
1: 1000
0: it's the it's when i tell you i might cry i didn't cry the first hunt i might cry on this one. <laughs>
1: oh it'll be a totally different experience because africa is like you've never You've read about it, you've thought about it. Africa gets under your skin. Africa is this thing that just you'll want to go back and you want to go back and you want to go back and you can pick up that red dirt, and, like that blood diamond. The, you know, the dirt in Africa is red because of all the blood that has been spilled over it over the centuries and millennia, essentially. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you spill blood for the first time, that animal, you'll get to eat that animal. Like Mm -hmm. I shot an impala for the first time in South Africa. Mm -hmm. I'd never shot any African animal until this last trip in South Africa for me. So I got blooded and we ate the tenderloins and the liver for lunch that day. And it was ludicrously good. (laughs) Okay, And all the rest of the meat was used. It Mm -hmm. went to the, it went to the camp staff. And then it went from the camp staff to the hundred people that they touch in the village. You know, so it, it was, it's meaningful to them. And the reason you're going to South Africa is by random chance, crazy way the Lord works, that we mm-hmm. introduced you to hunting, got you your first animal. You were gracious enough to become a supporter of Blood Origins for the cost of a cup of coffee a month. I think you put $3.15 in a month, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I had to. I had to.
1: And then randomly you got drawn for a $4,000 Hunt in South Africa.
0: Still crazy to
1: think about, and the place is incredible. Have I sent you the trailer of the place?
0: He sent it to me. Uh, Western Safaris, right?
1: Wedstein, yeah,
0: yeah. He sent it
1: to me. You and, saw the trailer of the the sunsets and whatnot in the place and the pool yeah. and everything.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> I listen when I tell you. I told my wife when you called me because you called me. That's right. And uh, when I told her that. She's like, who, who, who are you? She asked me, she said, who are you getting something like this, an opportunity like this? I said, I don't know, baby. I mean, it's just, it's just a blessing to be able to go, and I, I, I can't wait. I, re- I, I literally – and I've, I've told my buddies, and um, they're all excited and that kind of thing, and I, I just I, – I can't – I still can't – I'm still in shock, man, if you can't tell. I don't have the words. I mean, it's just – Oh, it's
1: going to be amazing. It's going yeah. to be amazing. Did you have you booked your you've got your week done yet with Oliver? You booked it?
0: Uh, we haven't set a week yet, but we've just me and Leah decided a week. So it's going to be what is it? What we say? Um, I think we said next May. I think yeah, that's May
1: we, or June uh, next year. Yeah.
0: yeah. So and I'll book the actual date. I'm, I'm gonna do now that we're talking about it, I'm gonna go ahead and get that taken
1: care of. Yeah, you need to so that you've got it locked down that he doesn't fill up the lodge yeah. there yeah leah's gonna go as well
0: i think she's gonna try to go it's gonna depend on a few things because we'll have our new baby so new baby that's right um and so she she may stay back but she wants to come because she's been one her she's been wanting to go to south africa since before this even happened Mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. think it'd be good for her to come if we can get support for the for the baby boy
1: yeah i'm sure you could wrangle some some grandparents yeah well that's amazing dude i'm so proud of you i'm proud of who you've become um and uh yeah just continue to be who you are and continue to fly that flag for hunters okay
0: you got it you got it and i'll um i'll continue to pay it forward I, like i said I'll, I'll be introducing all kinds of new people to it uh because it's powerful it's powerful and what and the work you guys are doing is really meaningful man i, I think um i'll say this uh you you guys are underrated because i don't think that people really understand what it is i think that people aren't keen on what you guys are trying to expose and you're trying to expose it hunting is a human thing it's not a this thing or that thing it's it's what people have done and it's what people will continue to do and it's it's a part of our dna and so people sleep on you man but i don't know why y'all are great y'all are fantastic and i try to I'm just trying to do my little part and and support in any way I can.
2: So thank you. Well,
1: every day we grow. I appreciate those kind words. Every day we grow. And no, the job I was telling you about, and I think I've told you this before, but because you were a Blood Origins episode, it's on your shoulders to pick the next one. Okay. You know that's how it works, right?
2: I think
0: you told me that, but I don't think I've ever done anything with it. But yeah, I will pick the next one.
1: So you are in charge of deciding who we film next. Okay. You got it. All right, brother. Much appreciate you.
2: All right, boss. Have a good night.
1: Ciao. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life.
0: Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there.
1: Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV,
2: the destination for outdoor entertainment.